0: Hey guys, I'm Taylor.
1: And I'm Erica.
0: And we are your hosts for Finding the Family. Finding the Family is a podcast that centers around family discipleship in the home. We brought in ministry leaders and different professionals to have conversations about ways, strategies, and resources for you all and for us to be better disciples in our family and to find our family identity in Christ. This week, we're joined with the little family and we're gonna talk about when can you disciple your children at home? Hey guys, welcome to Finding the Family. We're joined here with Nelson and Charity Little. Guys, thanks for being here with us Yay. today. Hey,
2: thanks for having <laughs> us.
0: Of course, love the Littles. So today, kind of want to talk with you guys about really this idea of when is it best to be discipling our children or, or, or people in our home, um, because you guys have a really cool story. You've got four beautiful children, might I add, um, and they're very different ages, and I think there's some people out there that Don't can really
3: ask me what they are.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll do the birthday quiz at the end. Maybe we'll maybe we'll yeah. have fun and ask Nelson. I got a big, hey, kind of big, medium, and little. <laughs> he me- goes by French fry sizes. For the <laughs> <days>. <laughs> yeah, but Vente. I, I want to go into kind of this discussion of when is it appropriate to teach uh, our children about Jesus and some of those struggles that go with it and charity. I thought of you for this episode because not only are you our children's ministry leader here at uh, mm-hmm. Life Church, but you also have a background in child childhood education. Is that the official title of it?
2: I guess so. I went to school yeah. to be a teacher. Yeah, that's so I sweet. have a bachelor's yeah. degree in education and... Um, well, it's a science, Bachelor of Science or whatever that, yeah. whatever that means, but majoring in L.A. Yeah. She so, got
0: good yeah. schooling. Yeah, she got good schooling. She does good things. She's going
2: on 10 years. <laughs> years well,
0: I remember when we first came back, we went over to their house, and you had a big, like, calendar on your wall. Mm-hmm. I still do. You do have the calendar? I do. I, I
2: do it with Harmony now.
0: And I love that because mm-hmm. I was like, I, I remember Eric and I talking about, hey, this she's like- teaching her kids things that, like, normally schools would teach. Mm-hmm. But you were taking no ownership at home, and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I'll never forget seeing that. And I knew then, and now getting to know you, the way and the, the passion you have for teaching your kids and other kids about Christ. It's been awesome to see. And so I want to kind of talk about that now. Like, you have a 2-year-old. I'm not going to ask Nelson. A 2-year-old, a 5-year-old, 4-year-old? He's 4. 4-year-old, four. a 6-year-old, Six. and an 8-year-old?
2: He will be 8 next month.
0: See, I was really close. He's 8, yes. right? So yep. a lot of different ages. You can mm-hmm. teach harmony, you know, simple things right now, right? words sentences coloring all that but an eight-year-old they don't they're beyond that they're on the next step so what's that like for you guys at home teaching kids about jesus at different ages it's a well it can yeah.
2: it's a it can be a challenge but it's a struggle. Um, yeah.
3: yeah it's a struggle
2: yeah, it is, because for one thing, like, it's not just the age difference, though, either. It's also mm. their, like, their way of learning, and it's their way yeah. of, um their way of communicating. Their love languages, it all ties in, because, like, one, with Jesus, like, the most thing that he focuses on is love, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm not meeting one's love language, but I'm just throwing down uh, knowledge of Jesus to him, it's not going to matter to him, because...
3: attention no. of- spans measured in nanoseconds. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If that makes sense. So, no, like, teaching them Jesus is definitely one one thing. Like, the knowledge of him isn't you know exactly there because his um, way of that love language is just physical touch. So, if I never like hold his hand or hug on him or anything, he's not going to know who Jesus actually is if we don't show that yeah. to him. So, we have to match um, like harmony. Right now, she's two, obviously. So, teaching her Jesus is things like I love you, but we still have to like. I think that. For me, yeah. I think that's what really songs, comes to the point. is. you going
3: to take a bath when we watch it? The, the, the song you sing? Yes,
2: it? but it's not going to matter until yeah. we match their okay. love language with who he is because yeah. he is love. If that makes kind of no, sense. No, yeah, I but I, that's like part yeah. of what
0: we're trying to get at is like a two-year-old receives love in such a different way. Like yeah. it's very easy. It still takes intentionality. But an eight-year-old receiving love is a lot more intentionality in a completely different way. Right. Right. I think He's not can't... gonna
2: care about what we know until he knows how much we care. Yeah. yeah. You because can't I think push
3: the younger ones more than what they're capable of. Like uh-huh. so at night when we sit down. So at night we sit down, I get out my Bible, read a Bible story before bed. Now, prime example, last night, we go and we sit down to read our Bible story, and Connor's gonna earache. Throws the whole thing off. I yeah. mean, it just—it's a complete mm. meltdown. It's the. Baby Wait, you mean discipling
0: care. at home in the evenings when you're reading your Bible is not a perfect time? <laughs> no, it's not always just. It doesn't, it doesn't oh. just
3: go the way it should. Right? You got two that are jumping off the couch. You got <laughs> one that pooped their pants.
0: You got one. Are that's you talking about up. you or are you talking about no, your well, children? I mean, that happens too, but <laughs> for those of you that don't yeah. know, it may or may not have happened today. With yeah, no. oh, I, I might have oh, no. changed my clothes today. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. It happens, right. okay? happens. to the best of yeah, us. Push
2: themselves <laughs> yeah. too, guys.
0: It's so, part of life. So it can be chaos. <laughs> yeah. And you're saying, but we are also trying to But It's supposed to, say, to
2: be chaos. Yeah. Like if you really think about it, we're Beautiful trying to chaos. teach them Jesus. So we have somebody who's going to do whatever they can to stop that. And he's going to use your children. Yeah. As and I think something factors, else is that like
1: day. they like children learn. From example, right? So oh, yeah, they get to see, yeah, by modeling. So they see how you react in those moments. Yeah. And, like, sometimes we don't even think about it, but you're teaching them Jesus right then and there. yeah, Just by what you're doing and how you're reacting, you yeah. know? So I think that's, you know, we also talked about, like, not just when to, you know, talk about Jesus, but, like, in, in the sense— that we are right now, but also when throughout your day, like if we already know who Jesus is, like when throughout your day do you talk about Jesus? And I think in those moments, we have to show our children who he is.
0: Yeah, like not yeah, just like, when is in like, is it when you wake up or before you have a meal or when you when you have set aside time, yeah, right? You're mm-hmm. setting devotional time with your kids. That that's something. But the other thing I think Erica's trying to highlight is like. What about when those plans you have kind of go out the window? The right, way exactly. well, you show them, Jesus. Show
3: them through your nature and your character and how exactly. you how you go through your day. So yeah. if I don't live life with my kids and they're just another entity in my house, then I, I'm not I'm not the best father. I, I'm I'm treating them as the and they might as well have been the furniture in the corner. Yeah. Right. Know, if I yep. come home, I sit on my phone and all I do is do that, and I don't interact with them, they don't see me. If I don't take them with me places, if I don't get them involved in what I have in my life. You know, if they come up and want to know what I'm doing, I say, ah, uh, go, go watch TV. Yeah. That's not, they need to know what I'm going through. Daddy's a little upset because of ABCD or daddy's really emotional today. And I'm happy because this happened in our life. And we share those experiences with our Mm -hmm. kids. And when we do that, they see God through the way that
0: we react to situations. Right. And I I think you bring up a good point. Eric and I were talking about this earlier today. Like, when we say when it's sometimes through our reactions, but like in every situation you always have to consider, how are you modeling Jesus for your kids? And there's almost like a greater sense that your kids are looking to you for absolutely everything, but yeah, the clock yeah. doesn't stop <laughs> when something wrong goes, mm. when something goes wrong in life. Mm-hmm. It's not like time stops. We can take a timeout and say, okay, all this aside, got to figure this out before we can get back on track and teach you about Jesus. Then it's like, no, in every aspect of your life, we have to show Christ and exemplify who is Christ. So the good and the bad. Everything. Right. And, and so I, mean? I think the stigma is that like discipleship at home means you have to stop life, remove all the chaos and then go into only Jesus moment with the Bible and the candlelights and the, you know, it's like, that's not how it, I I don't know a family who doesn't. I just think that
2: that like (laughs) falsely teaches the kids that Jesus isn't everywhere. Exactly. When he is, he is in every every single step of your day. He is in In the chaos. And in the chaos, there is so much beauty that we can learn. But if we also like, because I think, I think along the lines is that we think we have to be perfect for our kids. We mm-hmm. have yeah. to be the perfect mom. We have to be the perfect dad. And we, Lord knows we are hot messes and we Every are not <laughs> perfect yeah. at all. Right. Like there's no, I don't think there is a such thing as a perfect parent, but we have an example of one by, you know, reading our Bible and getting to know Christ and, yeah. and that sort of sense. But, um, But to be open and honest with our kids 100% of the time of, like, remember, I'm not Jesus, Mm -hmm. but I'm learning just as much. And they can, like, as long as you are doing that with your kids, too, they're going to understand that you are human and they're looking up to you. But Yeah, and that shared experience I think is cool
0: because Erica is really big on this with me. So Nelson and I are pretty similar, like kind of easily hot-tempered. Like, for the most part, right? I don't know me. if it's a man's nature, but. Um, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> hey, maybe. maybe. Probably.
2: So yeah. it's a <laughs> lot of work. What Erica yeah.
0: says is, like, one thing I've never no really been taught.
2: Scorn, though.
0: <laughs> one thing I've never thought through is that my kids have every right to an opinion and an emotion as well. Mm-hmm. And so I don't get to parent them out of my anger and tell them they can't have their emotion or opinion. But I also have to parent from the, the fact of, like, when they see me stressed, do they see me going into moments of prayer? and crying out to God. When they see me angry, do they yeah. see me remove myself, recognize my anger, and ask for forgiveness for my family for, hey, I didn't mean to do this. And especially when we communicate with one another, when we're frustrated, like we're setting that example to them. So when they're looking to us in these moments, it's like the wind can't just pause. You can't just say, hang on, I'm gonna teach you about Christ right after I have this fit of rage.
2: Yeah,
0: I have to be doing it and thinking about it all the time. So while it seems overwhelming, it's really more of a conviction that should lead us to that correction of like I've got to do better for my kids because you guys you, we have two children at home looking to us to say how are mom and dad going to react when they have emotions and then how are we going to stifle that emotional response from them think in there. Their- Go ahead. No,
3: I, I think the greatest way to, to do that though is, is not necessarily just so we all have outside influence outside things that happen in our lives mm-hmm. that causes distress or a flare of emotions in our lives, but our as a parent we all know that your your biggest stress is your children. When mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. kids suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just do sometimes. They just they don't they cooperate. Are they challenge. are they are a pain in the rear end. <laughs> They yeah. just are and the more you have, you think, well, I'll just what's another one? But that's not know, right? the case. your best advice yeah. you ever gave me was
0: once you have two, once and you go for three, you, you are out. Three,
3: yeah. just prepare to be outnumbered. Yeah. Stop I mean, that, too. <laughs> you stop it, two, Just prepare your mind. Yeah. Well, I want you guys to have plenty more days. But yeah, me too. Yeah, but here's here's what I'm saying though is like so we. we Obviously, there's outside influence. So mm-hmm. you, you go, you leave, you have your day, you come home, you try not to take that home with you. You go to work, something happens at work, you try not to bring it home. But the biggest problem for me, I, I've noticed, and and my wife at the same thing, is uh, the biggest issue I have is when my children are the cause of my stress, how am I handling them, that, that grace, mm-hmm. that Mm-hmm. That mercy, that okay, do I have? I I know I have grace. So when I get ticked off, I have a gift from God that allows yeah. me to yeah. to know that I'm, I'm I'm still cared for, even though I'm upset and that it yeah. did wrong. He still loves me and, and yeah. all this stuff. But do I have that with my children? So when well, my daughter's not listening, and no matter what I say, it's just not getting through. You know, I'm 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 living that life of. I'm going to string you by your toes right now. <laughs> but I can't. I, I have to back off and right. I have to treat it with the, with the act of uh, okay, I, I love you. You need to know that I love you. You're going to listen eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you listen. Whatever influence I need to put in your life, whether that's a timeout, a spanking, if I need you to get the belt out, it's yell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say what? <laughs> but whatever that is. Um, I I feel like that's that shows them more about who who God is in our lives than anything. If by the way they act when they come at us with a negative attitude and we don't come back with one, all the time. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, because you're going to,
0: you're gonna you're gonna get, well, you're gonna lose it every once. Erica, in a while, it, yeah. Erica, talk about talk about this because so I come home, she's stay at home mom, mm-hmm. and I come home and I can hear through that like the opening of the front door, like kind of how. Like what I'm walking into, and if I hear crew screaming and I look, and he's holding onto her leg. She, I just get that look back, and it's like, and that's in a, G- it's a G- silent acknowledgement. Like it's your turn, it's your oh, turn. But no. like discipleship can't stop in that moment. So how does my kid? Talk, I want you to talk about what you see in me and what. So what do parents need to know about their reactions and responses to showing Jesus? And what do you have to remember as a mom who's in it all day?
1: I mean, kind of like Nelson was saying, I feel like. In those moments, it's it's easier to want to blow up at your kid and tell them to go away. Like
3: you gotta be mindful. Yes,
1: you have to be so mindful because again, they are it does. It's so and it (laughs) tests you in a new way. But those are like literally those moments where you just are like, Jesus, like you just need that like calming sense over you just to bring Jesus back in the picture and just to be like, okay like what do i need to do here because he's watching me he in and, and like for me personally don't get me wrong i've had those moments where i've reacted and then you have that instant guilt that comes over you yeah. and you're just like oh i shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that so i've learned Conscience from that
3: messing with you a bit. yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. and so
1: literally i mean it's just taking that moment to just pause and understand that they are little and they are What are you what have you been telling me ex- yes yeah, so Something and I forget where I heard this or read this, but I think about it all the time now. Kind of like Taylor was talking about, he, you know, just naturally has a little bit more of a temper. Mm-hmm. I don't know, a bit yeah, brash, guy thing, what a that bit is. Brash. Yes, but I tell him, I say, like, and it, again, when it's directed at the kids, I say, look at their hands. Like their hands are this big. You know what I mean? Like they're they're babies. Mm-hmm. Like they only know. What we teach them, so they I don't, don't know want what them to. They don't know ex- what right, they're instigating. Right, they, they're and they, so and innocent. they communicate through crying and and acting out and tears and all of that. So mm-hmm. how we react is how we teach them to cope with things. Mm-hmm. So I try, you know, it's a challenge, but I try my hardest to just keep my patience with them and it, take a lot. I it do. just takes so much it, work it, it does. Really does yeah I and mean, again about like Terry said yeah no one's perfect and we're, we're figuring it out together but it's okay for them to see that we mess up but I think it's also okay to show them like right from wrong and what we need to mm-hmm. do you know but to, to be, also yeah. take ownership in front of them of Absolutely. messing
2: up I and think that, a lot I of parents
3: so miss, I miss that guessing. well because yes.
2: well, you didn't do that I didn't do anything wrong because yeah. I'm the parent I'm supposed to be the right one you should have listened to me this one and that's not okay that's, like that's, that's where the like age the yeah, age thing yeah gets
3: complicated for because sure. yeah. for me it's from 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 a father's standpoint I don't know if it's just a father's standpoint but for me as a father the way I parent and my mentality is you're little you're gonna do what I say like that's just <laughs> the way that's just how I am like yeah. you're two I'm not arguing with a two year old today. Mm-hmm. Like and I, but in reality I I tend to treat my two, and my four-year-old, like, they're
2: eight and eight six. And six. Sure. So yeah. because yeah.
3: I'm, I'm used to, do, you know, you deal with the older ones, they get older. Yep. As you get older, yeah. you get in the habit of raising them yeah. up, and then I revert back to, like, so I have a lot of times I'll have charity in the background going, no. <laughs> no, no, please, no, no. Gotta, like, he's four, Yeah, forward. yeah. Just he's put forward. up the number. So like, deal. I'm like, but your mentality—you gotta switch. <laughs> you gotta go.
0: All right, four right, four-year-old, Okay, we're gonna go this and way. And that's we're hard, hard as a parent yeah. to
1: do because that's managing. So many different
0: hats, I call them, yeah,
1: at, at different you know well, developmental stages, and so it, just it like is Crew
0: And they are there, yeah, they're yeah. Totally but you
1: stages. do have to learn how to communicate to each child in a different way, in their like own you said, their way. love language, yes. I mean, you know, so much more goes into it, but it's yeah,
0: well, I, it's a hard, I, I think, like you brought up a great point, Nelson, that and, and charity, you kind of touched on it, like the idea that a parent can be imperfect, right? Yes, <laughs> I grew up thinking and I knew my parents weren't perfect. But I grew up thinking that they were doing every decision, like every decision they had, every response that they had. I was like, oh, that's my what I need and dad to do. Like do. Idiots, adults to do. That oh, is that correct. Do, and, and, yeah. then, and then you go to have kids and you think like, parents. how did they have everything yeah. figured out? Because I know nothing about keeping this kid alive right now. As I look back, I'm
3: like, man, my dad had no idea what he was doing. My mom, not... <laughs> didn't really know what she was doing, yeah. But they were great parents because they did it with me. Like See, they yeah. went yes. through life and that's with what like me. they didn't have all the answers, didn't have a but they were there. You know what I mean? They were involved in my life.
0: That's yeah. a big thing too because I think when we say when, like a lot of the times the when is like whenever you're around, yeah, whenever you have your kids. Yeah. You should be discipling them, and and if you send them off to school, and it literally starts the
2: day that they are born. Like if you are teaching Jesus the day that they're born, we were
1: even talking about it again earlier today. They can hear you even before that. They're in the womb. That's what's so beautiful, is and I was praying about it, and I was just like trying to like you know get some, just talk to God about like when, like and it just was like oh my like how amazing is that that they
3: know your voice before they see your face. Yes, Mm
1: -hmm. like. There is never a time too soon to talk about Jesus with your kids, but I think sometimes we do wait because we're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, they might not understand what I'm saying," you know, this and that. But you don't no, need all that them to down. know. No. Yeah, exactly and then, and and then
3: they're them they, are smarter, uh, they are smarter doing that learning a language oh, the
1: first year of their entire
2: life how like they're going amazing. into high school how many years did it take you to learn spanish yeah right. nelson did you learn Four, spanish and i still don't know spanish C-C-O. exactly so yeah no they are smarter I know spanish than what words, we but i'm not going to share them give them credit <laughs> give them to oh be. my goodness Absolutely. so much yeah so Absolutely. much
0: so, and yeah so but with that idea of like you're an imperfect parent you might have an imperfect relationship even with jesus because you're still learning about him yourself yeah. so like he's yeah. a perfect person he's a perfect savior so not on him that's on our part but how do you raise kids to have the relationship with christ number one if your relationship isn't there yet or if you're for the first time doing this and you're a little it's not like you know you you birth a kid you teach him about jesus right what if you're 10 years down the road you're 18 years down the road and you're like i don't know where to start i think it's good to understand like admitting that i don't know where but i'm trying to do it with you and help you go along this road with me i think we forget like there's so much value in that like that humbleness for you to be like Mm -hmm. i don't know it i don't have it all together i am trying to learn it because i know we need this i think like a kid sees that and it's like no they're admitting that they need this and they want me to be like you said a part of it yeah and so like again the win isn't like in a perfect world you would raise your kids you know from the day they're born to be disciples but well, like, I think
3: that that, that, that society is really good about making you feel like you need to be perfect. Right. When the Bible is mm-hmm. really good about humbling you, like you're just never, you're just not. Right. Well, you're then called, the other you thing you're called to try. Yeah. You're called to be holy. You're called to pursue holiness, mm-hmm. pursue perfection. But in a sense, it's a pursuit. You're you're not you're not expected to be without without Jesus. Right. You know, it's just not going to work out. So I think we need to always be mindful of the fact that, like, our kids are there to watch us fail. Mm. Just, they need to be. They need to see us show. You want to
0: bring up the book of James? What's your response to everything? (laughs) But your response matters to everything. Everything. Our response matters, and we need to consider that. But then, yeah, you take into consideration now you throw in an 18-year-old who won't listen to you and they rebel. You throw in a 2-year-old who doesn't know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You throw in an 8-year-old who's trying to find this sense of, like, oh, I'm becoming a, you know, you know man or boy or girl, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then you have a teenager or whatever that is. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much developmentally that's different in that quick span of time and how fast their brains are growing and they are physically growing. Mm-hmm. And they need Jesus in unique ways. Like, we structure church to where we have children's, middle school, high school incorporated, you know, with the congregation. And we do it for a very specific reason. Like there is age appropriate content that we feel we can bring to the children to learn about Jesus where they're at. But also I think that's unique because at home, if we're, if we're so busy in life, I think we miss that. Like I've got a two year old, a four year old, a six year old, and an almost eight year old. How can I remember that? That eight year old, doesn't want to watch the two-year-old shows you know the the listener kids (laughs) he might Mm -hmm. want to get into the adventure bible you know and do do that you know like so they have a Mm -hmm. unique way themselves of learning about jesus so then you have this this cool problem of it takes more time to teach an eight-year-old different than a two-year-old but you can also do it together yeah so what's that what's that yeah you
3: can't you can't get past the fact that like like what charity was saying is is don't don't give them more credit don't 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 discredit them because of their age, you know. Yeah, the 2-year-old yeah. isn't going to understand every word you're saying when you read out of James 5. But <laughs> what he is going to understand is that I, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to dad and everybody's sitting here together. We're doing this as a family and that's what we're doing. And, and, and you know what, I feel like I need to do a front flip real quick. I'm going to get that out of the way and then I'm going to come back and I'm gonna sit down yeah, I'm gonna bonk and, my and, head and cry. I'm going yes. to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to sit down and we might get a, you know, we might get a chapter and who well, knows, I, but I think, you know that I think
2: sometimes like you do have to be able to differentiate, like, between Some the ages at the same head. team, yeah, because was, like we yeah. need like just as us grownups, like, yes, we can get together and fellowship as a whole. But he still tells us to back away into a room, close the door and have time with just him. Mm-hmm. So if we are his example, right, whereas we're the first example to our kids of what God is, especially you time. men, yeah. you are the one example yeah. that they the will father. have as a father figure so if you don't have that one-on-one time with them like they're not going to know what one-on-one time looks like with god either mm-hmm. especially to somebody whose voice you don't actually like physically yeah. hear yeah. back and that's something yeah. that we've
3: made a very big point of w- with our yeah, parenting so. is that each of us individually need to yeah. spend alone time with our kids individually
0: mm-hmm. so yeah.
3: like this year was i took noah hunting for the first year yeah you know so i can take noah out mm-hmm. and we can talk about beauty you know, oh yeah how beautiful it is look at the snow you know and he's into it man he was digging it and we're out and we're doing these things and, and i can but have this conversation he did see, daddy get a deer yeah well like, <laughs> <laughs> he did not see that no. but he did learn about God. <laughs> yeah. so. he did he did <laughs> learn about <laughs> it. when you're sitting <laughs> right. out with your son looking at the top of the sick sy- you know the top of sycamores yeah, that the sun come through. it's beautiful and you got to have that conversation now if i took um connor out my four-year-old oh, I took him out to a go lot different.
1: Yeah. he's he going to not hand
3: only hunt. would he not <laughs> sit still but I, I mean I know that I know that going this way didn't go but but if I tried it's to have that conversation with him it's it's the attention span this. this is what can he what can mm-hmm. he really he can't sit in a blind in. all day so and he's also not going to be able to have a 10-minute conversation about beauty. He's going right. to be yeah. able to have a right. two-minute so, conversation, yeah. and then he's capped, and then it's like, there's a brown dog. But, but if you took Connor you know, like, on a
0: walk through the trails and picked up leaves and let him kind of explore, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. he can learn beauty he would in a different So you way. meet them where it's they're, they're at. Right. You know? it's there also so
2: it's, there are multiple intelligences well, what did Jesus in the do? way that they learn. Where they're did he meet people
0: he reached? In. Like it was where mm-hmm. they were at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He went to them, and the like yeah. his parables were taught to people that like in, in parables of, of farming or of mm-hmm. of any type, you know, of culture, like the fishermen, like when he taught yeah. them things, it was the things that they could relate to. Mm-hmm. And so I think fishing. we can't yeah. look past, like like you mentioned in the very beginning of this charity, like teaching kids knowledge is one thing, but really showing them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they're at, who Jesus is, is so much different. And it's Nelson, ex- our, yeah. one of our favorite quotes, I think, or my favorite quote, we've talked about John MacArthur, where he's like, you might be the most Bible mm-hmm. an unbeliever may ever see. The first, mm-hmm. Bible But for your kids... You're, you're, it's the same thing. It's like when your kids watch you interact with a stranger and pray for them or take them out for lunch or help someone out, they're watching you. And that's the love thing. That's and that's yeah, and genuine that's discipleship. A,
1: that's what I was going to say, too, is love. you uh, you also, by, like, taking them out one-on-one,
3: mm-hmm.
1: knowledge, telling them about Jesus is one thing, but showing them a relationship with you and mm-hmm. them is showing them also that they can have a relationship with Jesus, you know, because there is such a difference between just knowing about Jesus, but also having a relationship with Jesus, you know? And we first obviously have to start by just teaching them about Jesus, but they get to then form their own relationship with him by when we teach them, you, not just with mommy and daddy, but you can go pray by yourself if you want to. Like, yeah. if you're feeling a certain type of way, you can pray. Like, you're yeah. allowed to do that on your own. And I think that's, like, the goal that we want is to teach them how to do that. You know what I mean? Well, because the greater
0: yeah. the greater goal is we're not raising a 2-year-old, a 4-year-old, a 6-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 3-year-old, a 1-year-old. We're yep. raising men and women to love God. Mm-hmm. Right. And the bigger thing that we're really having trouble with in today's world is how to teach people to take on their own faith. Because mm-hmm. if we then we've mentioned this before and, and just in conversations with other people too, if you do too much, you become like the helicopter or the bulldozer, and they don't have to make those decisions for themselves. So how are we? You know, the big challenge for us is we got to have them learn to take on their own faith. And they because if they leave the nest at eighteen, and they saw mom and dad's faith. It, it's going to rattle them when they're on the lo- all alone and have to make it's those just, decisions.
3: It's just a time that really uh, we have a very good. Marriage and the fact that we work well as a team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we work really well at finding not not necessarily our time management. Our time management sucks. But <laughs> Wait, <laughs> our time management
0: sucks. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> our time management sucks. We'll but put but captions underneath that one yeah, yeah, for those <laughs> you that are watching. Yeah, are subtitles really? for Nelson. So, yeah, I'm mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> our time management sucks, but what we do do very well is 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 managing us. And what we're doing as a family, so Mm -hmm. it might be spur of the moment, but we're always doing that. But finding that time, so so the day's chaotic. You know, I'm at work, she's at home with the kids, and then we're home together. You gotta get dinner gone. Somebody needs dress. Somebody got boo -boo, boos. there's all this sports activities to to find time for that. Like yeah, Yeah. practices. you got gymnastics. You got basketball. You got whatever it is. You know, and it's hunting and it's hunting season. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, it's. It, no. Finding that time is, is is crucial. It's where we struggle the most, but we always find time for that. So, fitting that into your schedule, whether you're talking having that conversation while you're making supper, fine. Because I always think of like, as well as we're as a team. What if I was a single parent? You know, what mm-hmm. if what if I didn't have a partner in it? I mean, you're already strapped for time as it is. So finding ways to do that while you're you're living life with your kids is yeah. the way to do. And, and the main thing. That we know, I mean, Bible stories, yes, all that stuff comes in handy. But like, where charity hit home from the beginning is if you can show your children how to love by the way that you love, mm-hmm. that is what's going to show them Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus is love. Jesus is the epitome of love. Yeah. So, and and our only calling is to love others and treat others the way we want to be treated. Yeah. So, if we can do that with our kids in every reaction that we have in our life with them, then they're gonna they're gonna learn Jesus mm-hmm. through. Yeah.
0: Our example. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing you mentioned is, like, you're not doing this. You're not trying to do all these things alone. Like, you you have your prayer time alone personally with God. You're teaching, you know, maybe teaching your kids how to learn how to communicate uh, to God on their own, too. But the other thing is, like you mentioned, Nelson, when life is busy, you're still doing it together. Yeah. And you're working mm-hmm. together as a team to be like, we have we have goals to accomplish in our family tonight. And we're not gonna leave and Jesus at home just failed. because we have to run around. If yeah. I fail, yeah. like
3: I, I'm ready for bed, I've had enough, the kids have been enough. I they're on another level day, I'm done with them, get in your rooms, it's time for sleep. Yeah. We're and then I have my wife here to remind me, hey, you know, it's that time to to read them the story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And
0: speaking of, and I think we're gonna of have of, a guest right now too. Yeah. Hey, come on did in, buddy. You escape from oh. grandma. <laughs> This is one of come the beautiful kids. This is, Your tummy hurts. This this is what
1: we talk real life. <laughs>
2: this is and that's what
1: this we life. wanted. This is awesome. This is Connor. Right. If you nice. if you can't see, Connor
0: nice. just joined us. He's Connor's four- with us. <laughs> <laughs> we want to have a nice <laughs> discussion. We're <laughs> having a
3: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? Somebody's got to tell me. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do it. Keep talking about
2: Jesus with baby Connor here. They literally um they literally come absolutely everywhere I go.
0: Yeah. No. And that's the thing is like you don't I've noticed that about you guys and I love that about you guys is the expectation of when Nelson and Charity are in the room. It's like, where's the kids? Because they're always with you because you're doing everything with them. Right. Like everything you do, whether it's work, (laughs) whether it's at home, whether uh, that's out at, you know, watching someone's rodeo or being at a sporting event, like Mm -hmm. you're making sure that they're involved in, in this whole process and you're not leaving them behind right and so I think it's really important just the big takeaway that I want families to hear today is that regardless of how old a kid is or how much you know be involved with your with your family be involved don't be sorry (laughs) be involved with your family (laughs) be involved with your children and, and understand that God is omnipresent we can't keep him in only certain places so when you teach about or, or disciple your kids or your family members, understand that there's really no right time. It's about, and it's, it's every reaction and everything that we're doing. He's got to be at the center of it all. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, Erica, I know you mentioned, you and Charity were talking about some, some resource we could give families. So do you guys want to talk more about that?
1: Yeah, mention that book. That you
2: are currently reading, I believe? <laughs> yes. re Well, not rereading. I haven't actually read it. So, um, so yeah, that's my Connor. He, um, and a couple of years ago when he used to, he's been my pistol, right, since birth. I actually had, like, really bad, um, really bad postpartum experience with him. Like, mm-hmm. where I went mental. like, I could hear oh. voices in my head. Wow. And I was just not okay mm. like at all and he was up every half hour just screaming on the top of his lungs i didn't realize that i wasn't feeding him enough he was very tiny very skinny um i got called a horrible mom because mm. it wasn't feeding him and you know your mentality back then when somebody calls you a horrible mom you're just oh it yeah That's you, you know right. you're oh. just yeah. mentally well defensive and right. then you. yeah so then i realized that started feeding him like and then like other things weren't working he always had stomach Issues and he would just mm. panic, like just constantly panic over absolutely everything all the time. So I was just not mentally all right to where he would, and he, as soon as he started learning how to walk, he would dart. Like he was a runner, a darter, no matter where he went, That's he was just though. going, go. That's
0: a track star and mom. And got,
2: yeah. Well, I did run track in high school. Yep. Note, um, um, but yeah, he would just go absolutely everywhere. And yeah. then being nine months pregnant with Harmony, like I'm chasing him down. Like there's been times where he like almost jumped into a pool, and I had to like chase. And then he almost drowned wow. a couple of times. So I'm just chasing him yeah. everywhere to where I was just mentally like losing it, yeah. and mm-hmm. got so angry. And I got one to one point, I started really. hating him Uh, and um I knew that wasn't okay um that it was that point where I got down to that mental state level that I knew I had to do something about it like I can't just I can't do this anymore Mm. I can't like I can't hate my son there's no way like it's I love him very much but I love him so much I hate him yeah because of everything that he Mm -hmm. had put me through Mm and um so I I had found I was just scrolling and I wanted to do a Bible study for myself about being a better mom. And so I found this one. It was called um, Becoming Mom Strong. And I was going to do it with um, with somebody, but we both were both moms and we just (laughs) didn't get to it. Like I did two weeks by myself, (laughs) but it was the second week of it that got me to wake up and to realize like, what kind of mom that I wanted to be. Um, So the second week is where she actually introduced Elizabeth and pointed out, like, can you imagine being Elizabeth's or um, being John the Baptist's mother, Mm. who he grew up to live in the middle of nowhere, had the Holy Spirit built inside of him since birth. Like, can you imagine what kind of kid Mm. that he was? Like a very Very strong, real, very free. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's my Connor. Yeah.
0: And it, like, locusts and honey.
2: <laughs> yeah. I and mean, like, I'm either <laughs> going to um turn him into a serial killer or I can e- embrace what God
1: put inside of him
2: and uniquely
0: designed him and, to and, be. Yes. Yeah. And, and
1: teach and him how to just embrace who he is and for you to embrace who he is yeah. without feeling the need to change him. Yes. You know? Yeah. So yeah. so, how do
2: I like? Yeah, adapt to him being a runner, and how do right. I like adapt to like all of these? So I started to just kind of let him go and let him like from watching from afar, though. Like I let him just kind of like, and it changed my mentality towards him. Like I, yeah. have, I love. Like, I mean, it mm-hmm. was like, I mean, if I can put it in words, it was literally like me walking and flipping my entire mentality to where like I could feel this evil spirit just. It was just gone. So this completely. book kind of helped you get
0: through that whole like. Maybe yeah, and it was a, only
2: week two, and there's wow. where I stopped because I'm ah. like, I just need to focus on being a better mom for him, oh. and I didn't even get, in, I didn't even read the book because it was a Bible study. Oh, okay. And then the book was separate, but it was a Bible study based off of her yeah. book.
0: Erica read the book. Like, I bought that for you right when we moved back. Yeah, it's been yeah. a couple
1: years, so I would need a refresher yeah. on it. But I, I do remember it having a lot of good content in it. Um.
0: That, 'Cause that but, was also in the middle of COVID when we were at home yeah. and you were like,
1: Yeah,
2: how
0: are we doing this like isolation? That's when parenting? I got it.
1: I yeah. really yeah. wish
2: we could have yeah. we, we wanna do it together. I, we should. <laughs> we should Actually, I have really. the yes, I would I would love, love I would a love yeah. to yeah. 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 yeah, I've been wanted to form like a mom's group for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, but le- like meet like once a month. Mom's screwed yeah. because I think really like, <laughs> coming,
3: soon. Being better coming together. Soon. Well, no, but I think, it's but yeah, it's cool it's, for yeah. other because I
0: now. Men, <laughs> so I think know. mostly like I know there's a culture where men and women are working. Like there's a lot of people working multiple jobs just to make ends meet. We've all seen our grocery bills, Mm -hmm. but like dads Mm -hmm. are, dads are gone. Moms are at home. That's still kind of like there. Mm -hmm. And moms really deal with a lot of that. Like you said, mom guilt, the postpartum depression, the things that come with being a mom. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for you guys to understand like you are not alone. Yeah, Like you have very similar (laughs) stories and very unique stories. All moms Um, have mom guilt. Yeah. But like you're talking about your kids who also like that you're bringing in the world that are also uniquely and beautifully created by God. That you can have four kids genetically by the same people and they are four completely Mm -hmm. different kids. Like our kids are we have two and they are polar opposites in many ways. Today was beautiful. They were getting along today, kissing each other, loving on each Mm other. Sharing the civil (laughs) war. The sharing word was there today. And it was like, yeah, but then like, but then what we're used to is just like it's it's the biting, the punching, the scratching, the pushing, the but you know, like how do we understand that? We are also to to love them through their own uniqueness, and how do we explore that with them and show them this is who God designed you to be? And I think that book is a really great way for moms to understand. Like, I still don't understand this. If if you maybe if you're if you're listening to this or watching this, you can relate. But there's a point where it's just you two, husband and wife, when you conceive. There's like this: we're actually bringing a baby into the world. And then when you have the baby, there's this like, we have to keep this alive now. And it relies on her <laughs> to be kept alive for the most part. Yeah. There's this real reality that begins to set in of like, I really didn't know anything about being a parent. But yet God's already equipped you for everything that you need to be that parent. Mm-hmm. So when that thing sets in, that reality of like, oh, he's already, told you know, he designed my body to be the life source for them right now and it's just really cool to watch a mom understand her role and how God we'll designed her to to watch you know, a woman become a mother the is I'm the most out. beautiful yeah, yeah. thing and
1: that's something yeah. i tell people new moms um because i went through a similar situation where i suffered with ren mm-hmm. really terrible postpartum anxiety mm-hmm. and nobody had i had never heard, i heard of postpartum depression but i had never yeah. heard of postpartum anxiety so i was real. Mm-hmm. It was like the most trying time of my life. Mm-hmm. And I still look back on it and think, how, how did I, because we were out in San Diego. I was a first time mom. I was thinking I'm the only one who's ever had these feelings before. I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you were I, isolated. Struggled. A I was isolated. Yeah. It oh. was mm-hmm. a very hard time in my life. Um, and I'll never forget that somebody had told me, you are exactly the mother that God designed you to be for your daughter. Mm-hmm. And that has always stuck with me. It's always something I tell new moms because I want them to know like if they're ever struggling, like for one, you're not alone and you know, there there is help out there, but like also like know that God has designed you to be exactly the mom or dad and, yeah, that you are person. meant to be at yeah. yeah. the same 90, time. Not, like,
3: yeah, 90% he, of your role ex- as, a, as a husband is to be there and encourage God don't you. make Absolutely. mistakes. Like, yeah, no, no, the, no. the kids yeah. he put and in I,
0: your life are kids that he thinks mm-hmm. you have, you can add something to them by discipling them and bringing them up in the ways of the Lord and it's, but it's also mm-hmm. that, be, it's the beautiful chaos, like the beautiful struggle of like, yeah, I'm trying to do everything I can yet that that person was put in your life for a very specific reason and mm-hmm. you are in their life for a very specific reason.
1: Yeah.
0: and And God, put them there and you yeah. there and so there's like that call and that challenge and the other thing I want to highlight real quick before before we wrap up uh, I downloaded ParentQ so one resource our children's ministry uses that charity gives out regularly and I I very much encourage parents to check this out there's a Parent ParentQ <laughs> app and it's also one of like the more saddening things I've ever seen so you can build a profile for your kid, and it's going to tell you how many weeks you have left with them before they turn 18 and can go into the world and become, you know, Just an adult.
3: smaller and smaller That and circle smaller. for Wren's so is already a quarter gone
0: <laughs> because she's almost four. Yeah. You know, like, and so we're talking about 18. You do the math, but mm-hmm. she's almost four. And if you look at the circle, it looks like it's a quarter of the way, like the quarter of it's missing. And you're like, uh-uh. And then Cruz, you know, there's more time there. But what there's about that week when you're busy? And what about that time when you have something to do? Or you lose your temper. Or you, yeah. you miss you, don't you miss every second with your kid. You can't get any time back. Yeah. And so the parent Q app, number one, you can build the saddening profile that also is a great reality check. Like parents, you only have so much time with these kids before they go on their own. So do the best with the time that you have. But also parent queue goes in hand in hand with our curriculum.
2: Yeah, it and shows it, you what we learned that week. Oh, and it actually cr- has the paper devotionals that they should be going home with every week. They have the yeah. paper devotionals. And even it goes as small. And I love it so much because it goes as small as the nursery. We don't do a whole mm. lot in the nursery because, you know, we really people just want to cuddle babies and love on <laughs> babies, yeah. which mm-hmm. is what you're showing Jesus at that age love. doing. A, good, yes,
3: yeah, but nurture a, lot, a lot of what we yeah. hear is like, well, OK, yeah, I'm willing. I'm, I'm able. But what? Like, what do I teach? What mm. do I how? Like. Okay, yeah, I understand you sit on my kid, but like what that tool comes in handy because it, oh, it's mm-hmm. a walkthrough. Like and it well, takes you don't five have minutes. to come up with like, your own Bible study. Yeah. It's it's right. You here. don't have to yeah, think yeah, about anything. You don't have to
0: know anything because what's cool is starter. you can link your church to it. So you can link like yeah. I linked Life Church to it, and it tells me exactly what charity taught my kids. That week, mm-hmm. you can go mm-hmm. off of that,
3: start a yep. conversation from whatever age group they are. Yeah. From it gives you and God is so on funny. To- I'm
2: gonna point this out. God is so funny. What we have noticed a lot lately is that everything that we're talking about in children's, Mike is saying on that Sunday wow. morning, and Mike mm-hmm. has no idea what's going yeah. on in children's. That happens stuff. in our small So You really could yes, yeah. really say that, yeah, uh, See the, what they just learned and tie it into what Mike just
3: I think talked it's been the last so three weeks, awesome. three, four weeks. Oh, it's every, been months. Maybe Mike's actually just been
0: sermon prepping off of orange yeah. but no i think so we'll link both of the we'll link that book the um, becoming mom strong mm-hmm. and we'll I'm also pretty link sure it's parent. heidi
2: st john i think that, so, that or, sounds right yeah yes
0: and so yeah, we'll link yeah. those in the description for people to go check out so they can, you know, access the book, the Bible study, um, reach out. Obviously, if you have any questions about getting in, starting that mom's group, because I think that'd be an awesome resource. I would love that. But also for people just to know, like, yeah. there is materials and resources out there for you if you don't know where to start, um, because yeah. it's, it's a, it's a mess is, trying to figure out where to begin. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So we
0: yeah. we have resources that will help you along those lines. Mm-hmm. So.
2: And I'm working on building a resource wall yeah. here at the church. Love yeah. it. Eventually. Yeah. I have to, you know, think things
0: get there. <laughs> but, yeah, we're yeah. getting yeah. there. All right, well, Nelson, Charity, thank you guys well, thank so much for guys. being here with us. Thanks for having me. Love you guys. And, I uh, love that you guys do this. Yeah, I should go out for dinner now. <laughs> so awesome. All right, been thanks, guys. I've
3: been asking you for a long time. I've
0: been asking for a long time. <laughs> I have. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Yeah.
1: Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode with Nelson and Charity Little. For more information, please visit our Life Church Huntington app, uh, click the resources tab, and then finding the family, and there is where you'll find all of the additional information. We look forward to seeing you next week.